Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Coming up on NBA Today, the Warriors, they react to Draymond Green's indefinite suspension for the very first time. We have the full details on what needs to happen before he can return to the court. Plus, Giannis and the Bucks, they got their get back against the Pacers last night thanks to a franchise record 64 points for Giannis. Don't miss our investigation, though, into what happened after the game that fired Giannis up. And AD and the Lakers survived a late push from Victor and the Spurs. But did Wemby outplay AD? All that and more. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. He is our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski. He is our senior writer, Brian Winhorst. Our other senior writer, Zach Lowe. Kendrick Perkins in the house. I'm Malika Andrews. Gentlemen, we start with our top story of the day. Golden State Warriors forward Draymond Green has been suspended indefinitely without pay by the NBA for striking Phoenix Suns center Yusuf Nurkic during Tuesday night's game. That is what the league announced on Wednesday. And moments ago, Warriors general manager Mike Dunleavy, he spoke on behalf of the team for the first time since the incident. Take a listen. Anybody that has an amount of games or time suggested or in their head, I'm just telling you right now is wrong because we don't we don't have that. Um, I don't think Draymond has that. I don't think the league has that. So anything beyond that is hearsay. I think we think for now the healthiest healthiest thing is for him to be around. And um, you know that it may not be every single day, but uh, you know, we're not jettisoning the guy off somewhere. Is it still the organization's expectation that this is a long-term partnership with Draymond? Yeah, I think so. You know, we're committed to him. He's been here for a long time. He's hung a ton of banners and means so much to this organization. And um, like I said before, I think this is about, um, you know, turning this thing into a positive and getting better. And so I think that happens and, you know, we feel really good because, again, his play has been terrific. Um, it's just been his lack of, a, lack of a availability that's, that's not been great and we want to make that better. All right, so that was Warriors general manager Mike Dunleavy just moments ago. And, gentlemen, before we get into whether or not the Warriors in the league got this suspension, got this punishment correct, Woj, I want to ask you, we know that Draymond Green is going to be around the team during the suspension, but day in and day out, what does it look like for Draymond and what is his path back to return here? And Malika, listen, I think uh, Draymond Green's fastest path back and the path uh, that perhaps helps keep him back and available for the Warriors uh, is working with not just the organization, uh, but the league on getting whatever help he might need for whatever challenges he's facing. And that was a big part of the conversation yesterday. I think certainly uh, among the Warriors, the league office, the Players Association, uh, but also with Draymond Green and the league office, that he was not resistant to that idea. In fact, uh, he embraced it. Now, certainly, I don't think that necessarily gets him back uh, gets him a shorter suspension. Mm. I think he's going to be away uh, for a you know, fairly significant period here. You know, it's hard to imagine it's going to be any less than the Rudy Gobert suspension of five games. But I think Mike Dunleavy Jr. is exactly right. Uh, I, I don't think it's etched in stone, but I think what the league wants to see and, and what this organization wants to see is, is progress and effort 
uh, and a determination to not just get back, but to get back in a place that allows Draymond Green, um, you know, to be sustainable with this organization. But still, this is a league suspension. Yeah. You know, this isn't this isn't the Jordan Poole situation where the Warriors had latitude on how long he would be away. The league does not necessarily, uh, they don't usually, almost never get involved in an inter-team fight as it was or punch as it was Mm. with Jordan Poole. But this is still a league suspension. So it it isn't really the Warriors who are going to have say. But as Mike Dunleavy said, you know, this is an opportunity to try to turn it into a positive for them and get Draymond Green to a place where they can finally, at 33 years old, you know, move, move past these ejections uh, and suspensions that are becoming more and more part um, of his yearly, uh, yearly calendar with, with the Warriors. Absolutely, and to that point about it being a league suspension in the NBA statement, Woj, uh, the NBA said the suspension, of course, will begin immediately, but also that Draymond is going to have to be required to meet certain league and team conditions before he returns to play. So, Zach Lowe, I ask you, yesterday we were talking about how many games this is going to be. Indefinite is a little bit nebulous, but did the league get this right? Yeah, indefinite can mean anything. People hear that word and they think long and, oh, my God, is it the whole season? We'll see. I, You know, look, I, I have to apologize to Perk a little bit because oh, really? he pitched 25 games yesterday oh. as a suspension. Now, we'll see if it's 25 games. That still seems you know, indefinite. Indefinite doesn't mean 25 games. But I think, and I said, I think I said it was off the rails. And I think what I maybe as a non-former player didn't quite internalize the way you did is, it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. It's dangerous for other players, and you're an inch or two inches away from a much more serious situation, both in the Jordan Poole thing, who was on his own team, and that really like, really screwed up the team for a long time. And I think the repercussions of that punch are still being lived out now, both with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green, who has never recovered his standing with the team totally since then. But I, I think the league did get this right. And look, I, I think... For us to sit here and talk about how many games it's going to be, like Mike Dunleavy said, is premature. Because you know how many games it's going to be? It's going to be until they trust him to play basketball safely mm-hmm. on the floor. No, I agree, Zach. And here's the thing. Draymond Green has lost the respect of his peers, not just in the organization. We heard what Nurkic had to say about him, right? We saw Kevin Durant comments last night after the game. And when you think about who Draymond Green was before all this start happened, he was one of the OGs around the league. But let me go back to all the people that are speaking out, right? We heard from Nurkic, Kevin Durant, and we just heard from Mike Dunleavy. I really don't care about hearing from either one of those guys. Damn it, where's Steve Kerr? Steve Kerr, he voices his opinion about everything else, and he voices it loudly for everyone to hear. But when it comes down to Draymond Green and these actions, it seems like he shies away from the moment. And this is not the time for him to shy away from the moment. I wanted to hear Steve Kerr today to to come out and make a statement and say, Draymond was wrong. This would not be tolerated. As long as I'm the head coach here, it's a certain standard that we're going to have to do. And Draymond is going to have to show us and come back and make sure that he's Locked in, and I won't tolerate this. I want to hear from Steve Kerr. And to your point, I mean, the first time we expect to hear from Steve Kerr is pregame tonight before the Warriors are slated to face the Los Angeles Clippers right across the street. But bringing Brian Windhorst back into the conversation here, Brian, what did you make of both what we heard from, from Mike Dunleavy and also who we heard from? 
Yeah, this is an unusual tactic for the league to take to name, um, you know, an unspecified suspension. But it's remarkable how fast everybody got on the same page. That's the one thing that became clear as you had conversations uh, throughout the league today is that the union, Draymond Green, Draymond Green's representation and the Warriors all agreed to this really within a matter of hours. Because I think the one thing everybody wants is this to be the last Draymond suspension and not just the last suspension because he you know seeks uh, you know some sort of solution for whatever is causing this but also because this is pretty much the last straw there was nobody in the league defending nobody in his league yeah. nobody on his team defending him even as recently as that situation with Gobert Steve Kerr came out after the game and defended him now he backed off of that the next day but he's always had defenders and protectors in the Warriors organization. That's gone now. So having a plan is one thing. Executing a plan is another. And it's always been about Draymond's actions. His words following all of these events. I went back and read them. It's almost word for word after each suspension, after each time he's gotten in trouble. He's sort of, you know, been contrite and said, I'll get better. I'll learn from this. I'll be a better leader. And then a little while later, something else like this happens. So all the planning and words are really meaningless at this point. It's about actions. The actions he takes between now and when he's potentially reinstated and then how he's going to spend the rest of his career because it's going to go one of two ways and that's the tipping point we're at right now. Kirk, to your point, we did hear from some of, uh, of Draymond Green's former teammates including Kevin Durant. Let's take a listen to that. That was insane to see. Uh, glad Nurk is all right. Uh, never seen that before in a basketball court in the NBA game. I hope Draymond gets the help he needs. Uh, it's been incident after incident so uh, I know Draymond, and that's not, you know, he doesn't, he, he hasn't been that way when I was around him and coming into the league. So hopefully he gets the help he needs and get back on the court and, you know, put all this stuff behind him. So, Woj, while we wait to hear from the Golden State Warriors more from, from Steph Curry and from Steve Kerr, what more can you tell us about how this is reverberating around the league as a whole? Well, listen, I think, um, you know, is. As Brian said, I think that the idea that of an open-ended uh, s suspension, um, but one where you know people, all the sort of different constituencies uh, around any one of these league office team, uh, the agent, and the players association, you know, largely agreeing. I think what'll be interesting here is how long does this drag out? Typically, the players association would not like the idea <clears throat> of an indefinite suspension. Uh, but, you know, think about the particulars in this. Andre Iguodala is now the interim executive director of the Players Association. And certainly, you know his history relationship with Draymond Green. I think that certainly played a part in it. And listen, I think because Draymond Green was open uh, to going out and, and seeking the help, uh, whatever help he might need, um, and was open to how this was being presented to him and knowing, you know, that he... You know, he could not be resistant of this. He mm. could not be uh, defiant in the aftermath of this, uh, of the Nurkic um, uh, punch or, or, or swipe, whatever you'd want to call it. And so uh, I think for now, Players Association's on board with, you know, seeing how this plays out over time. But there could come a point, um, whether that's eight games, nine games, ten games, however many, where, where perhaps their position is different. But I think for right now, I think everybody involved, and Zach said this and Perk mentioned about, you know, just the player safety issue. Um, those are all factors in uh, seeing what's, you know, a very unique situation. And uh, again, a player uh, in Draymond Green whose behavior and actions on the court simply aren't sustainable 
in this league and they're not sustainable for the Warriors and there's going to have to be change. And guess what? Draymond Green really needs to be grateful and thanking the NBA because they really gave him a pass, right? Because they're putting the ball into his court, right? The cooperation of him getting help, right? Him being able to go in and yeah. cooperate and identify that he has a problem and, 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 and look to be a better person. They put the ball in this court because that's going to determine the length of it. I got to ask, if you're Steph Curry, Zach, how are you feeling in this situation? I mean, you're, you're disappointed. I mean, this is – Brian mentioned how the Warriors over and over again defended Draymond Green. Sometimes like full-throated defenses. I was with Warriors officials – when the suspension in the 2016 finals got announced, they were apoplectic. They were furious at the league. That's gone. It's gone from everybody. There was no reaction from anyone except for calm acceptance and sadness that this happened. Steph Curry is the reason everything has happened for the Warriors in the last 10 years. He's the reason that arena exists. He's the main reason for four titles. He's the reason Durant went there. He is everything to them, and he's still good enough to be the best player in a title team I'm sure he's sad about the way Clay's playing. I'm sure he's sad about the way Andrew Wiggins is playing. And this is a guy in Draymond Green that for all the ups and downs, he's always rode shotgun with Steph Curry. Mm -hmm. Steph Curry has always said, you are my guy. Yep. When Steph Curry was slumping a little bit in the 2015 playoffs, the first year they won the title in Memphis, it was Draymond Green who said to him, come out, let's have a drink. Let's discuss this. Let's get over this loss and move forward. If he loses that, He's lost everything, and Steph is such a great teammate. Who knows? But he's got to be sitting there like, I'm doing everything I can, and everything around me is falling apart. It's going to be interesting to see. They play the Clippers tonight. Yep. I'm going to be watching Steph Curry, not to see if he could go for a 30-piece or a 40-piece, but I'm, I want to watch his body language, his energy. Is he going to be more vocal? Like, I want to see where his passion is. It's a test, and I want to see. That's going to tell me everything I need to know. Absolutely. We're going to get much more into the Golden State Warriors, including our Warriors reporter, Kendra Andrews, who was at that shoot-around earlier joining us on our show. Woj, thank you so much for stopping by. Still to come on NBA Today, Giannis Antetokounmpo, his 64-piece wing dinner. Yeah, Greek sauce. It was overshadowed by what happened after the game. Who ended up with the game ball? We're going to begin an NBA Today investigation after the break. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! Playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. 
Halliburton off the bounce, drives inside, layup is good! Sensational move from Tyrese Halliburton! Well, I just want to prove that's not a fluke, we can do this every night. Halliburton tries another three, bang! Tyrese Halliburton from downtown! I know what time it is. Be humble when you're having your moments, because you just never know how the tables turn and when they're going to turn. Yeah! So friends, that was one week ago today, and let's just say that we may have a rivalry on our hands that's brewing between Milwaukee and Indiana. So last night in Pfizer Forum, Tyrese Halliburton, watch here, throws it down, and then does he give a little, a little arm shiver there? Oh, oh yeah, that, I, this is what I love. Halliburton's very confused. Oh, look, get in the weight room, young fella. We're going to take over or look at that. And then Giannis, though, I mean, he was magnificent. 38 points through three quarters on 14 of 20 shooting. He was doing everything, Zach, for his team. These Indiana centers, they need a break from this because he's <laughs> just torturing them. Well, then in the fourth quarter, though, we got a little bit more chippiness Chippy. here. Chippy! Giannis is fouled hard there by Aaron Naismith. Bobby Portis, not too happy about it. Okay, Bobby. We see you. Yeah, you know yeah, we bad do. But you, uh, he sees everything. Watch the Nasus. Hold me back. Hold, hold me back, Jay Crowder. Yeah, hold me back. Hold me back. I really don't want to go. Giannis I really don't want to go. Coming to his defense. <laughs> so then just over four minutes to play here. Bucks up 19. Giannis and one. Career high 56 points for Giannis at this point. The Nasus and the bench are loving it. And then we're going to go ahead here after Giannis makes the free throw. A little bit later, Giannis has a franchise record, 58 points now. He would check out of the game with 3.24 left, but then he needed to come back in with two minutes to play here. Bucks up 10. Look out. Here comes Giannis. 61. What did he say after that? Barbecue chicken, Burke? No, uh, 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 Greek sauce. Oh, Greek sauce. And then the Bucks force a turnover on ah! the end. Giannis throws it down for 64 points. So after the game, chaos ensued, though, because that ball was very highly coveted, understandably, by Giannis Antetokounmpo because he believes it belongs to him after he set a franchise record and has a new career high. But the Pacers, they say potentially it belonged to their rookie who had their, his first official point. So Giannis takes off for the Pacers locker room, comes back to the court, is having a discussion with Lloyd Pierce, saying, yo, that's my ball. All right, let's hear from all parties involved. I have the ball, but I don't know if it's a game ball. It doesn't feel like the game ball to me. It's, it feels like a brand new ball. Um, like I can, I can tell, you know, from um, I played what 35 minutes a day. You know, I know how the the game ball felt. You know, the uh, the ball that I have, which I'll take and I'll give it to my mom for sure. But uh, I don't know if it's actually the game balls, but it's 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 okay. You know, they they took the the game ball, and you know it, that type of stuff happens in the NBA. You know, when people get offended by how it how it happened. You know, maybe they felt like he should have been out of the game and, you know, he was trying to get points or whatever. So they did something like that. They took the ball and said, our rookie scored his first his first NBA points when it's like, you know, this dude just scored 60. It was Oscar Shibwe's first NBA, official NBA point. So we always get the game ball. We were not thinking about Giannis's franchise record. So we grabbed the ball, and a couple of, a couple of minutes later, several of their players ended up in our hallway, and there was a big a fracas, a melee, a melee, whatever. I don't think any punches were landed, but my general manager got elbowed in the ribs 
by one of their players. He certainly has a bruised, bruised rib, and who knows, you know, if it's anything more than that. I, I understand all that, but for it to come into the hallway was didn't need, it didn't need to happen that way. Oh my goodness. There is so much to unpack here. So we're going to take this from the NBA court to the NBA Today court. You can call me Judge Andrews. You can see who we have here. We're going to discover who was in the right, who was in the wrong, and what really went down after the final horn. Kendrick Perkins is here on behalf of the plaintiff Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. Zach Lowe is here representing the defense, the Indiana Pacers. And Brian Windhorst is serving as the jury over this proceeding. Kendrick Perkins, do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? That's all I do. Carry on. The floor is yours. I have a problem. I played 14 years in the league, and your honor, Wendy, (laughs) DeJure, I would like to say I have never, ever heard of a rookie getting the ball after the game, after scoring their first basket. And I believe he scored his first basket in the in-season tournament. He did. Right? At the free throw. Here we are right here. So, So here's the thing, right? We cannot disrespect a walking legend in Giannis Antetokounmpo after what he did. So you're saying that on Saturday, he did. He got evidence, evidence right that here. you're presenting. Yeah, this this is a basket, right? That is a basket. Why why didn't he get that ball? Well, officially the stats don't count for that, but order. Thank you, Your Honor. So, so look, I got more evidence. Oh, you have more evidence. Yeah, listen to what they say in the locker room. Now, I believe that was Miles Turner, right, that was speaking and saying that. Hearsay! He was in his feelings. Order! He was in his feelings <laughs> because he didn't got the work from AD in the championship, and Giannis just gave him 64 all drumsticks, okay? So, I'm making my case that when you have one of those games and hit a milestone, Giannis Antetokounmpo deserved that ball. Thank you for your argument, Lawyer Perkins. Mr. Lowe. As a wise man once said, Your Honor, deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. This is my case that the Indiana Pacers did nothing wrong here and are innocent and should be exonerated. Let's go to the video, please, if we could. My first piece of evidence, Your Honor, will be the ball itself. And where is the ball? Here the game is ending. Where's the ball? Here's the security guard, Danny Carter. He's coming. There's the game ball right here. He has the ball. We have established the Bucks have the game ball. That is now established. You see that? Everyone agrees with that. Yeah. I cannot okay. confirm or deny my thoughts I can't on this see, I don't have my Then the next time we see a basketball, if we can go to my next piece of evidence, Your Honor, is Tyrese Halliburton or a ball, another ball that the Pacers now have possession of. I, sus- I submit to you, we do not know if that is the same ball that this man was holding before. And unless we have chain of custody established, there is reasonable doubt that the Pacers have acquired the actual game ball. There are two game balls. Until we know that for sure, we cannot say the Pacers are guilty of pilfering the game ball from the Milwaukee Bucks. And as for Giannis Antetokounmpo, I would just like to point out, as gently as I could, Your Honor, Mr. Windhorst, how are you? You look very handsome. No, no <laughs> swaying the jury, no yeah. bribing apologies, the jury, Apologies, apologies. This is not the first time that a living legend has had perhaps uh, an, an over-the-top reaction to a bit of mundane 
post-game shenanigans. Here, this is, I mean, like, what are we doing here? We're, we're going to run. We're, no, 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 no. I let you say your piece, counselor. Order. We're going to run into the locker room like, like, we're, like there's an emergency in there. We're going to start throwing elbows and yelling and cursing. Look at him. And never do we remember this. I submit that we have a pattern of behavior here of overreaction to post-game incidents from Giannis Antetokounmpo. Watch the ladder. The ladder is not going to be there. There, there it goes. And so this is all I'm saying. Everybody can get a game ball. There are two. Rick Carlisle said there are two game balls. I just don't think that there's any clear evidence that the Pacers took the game ball. And Perk, they do give game balls. Dwayne Washington Mm. Jr., his first points as a rookie, the Pacers got that game ball and gave it to him and painted it up all nice. So we don't know which ball is who and where, and if we don't know, we must acquit. Can I have some closing comments? You may have your okay. closing well, comments. Well, first of all, first of all, in winning organizations that won championships, they do not give basketball. I don't care. Okay. This is not so, an issue here. So, secondly, we cannot judge Giannis' character on what he done in the past, okay? This game is full of emotions. Mm-hmm. He's one of the most passionate players in the game, and that's what we love the most about him. Carry on. Yeah. I don't dis- I don't disagree. Oh, I, do- I don't disagree with that. I, I will give you that. So I ask the jury, Brian Windhorst, if beyond a reasonable doubt, Kendrick Perkins has proven that this should, in fact, the game ball should belong to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Your Honor, I'm prepared to render a verdict in this case. First off, why are they wearing hats? I don't understand why they're wearing hats, but we'll talk about that later. Okay. Your Honor, I am prepared to render the verdict. I hereby sentence the Bucks and the Pacers to play each other in the playoffs because this would be a spectacular playoff series. This game had eight technical fouls, a flagrant foul, an ejection, absurd, absurd, childish behavior after the game, both sides making ridiculous uh, situations. I say a plague on both their houses. Let's see it again come April. Let's see it again come April. I declare victory. I am a judge for the people, by the people. I I will carry out the jury's verdict here. But Kendrick Perkins, I ask you, because we will see the Milwaukee Bucks and Indiana Pacers play back-to-back, essentially, next month. Do you think that this is a turning point for the Milwaukee Bucks in the season? Hell no. Hell no. Absolutely not. Look. (laughs) They still have to get better at the, on the perimeter. It took for Giannis to go for 64 just for them to even have to pull out that victory last night. Dame has been in a bit of a slump. They got to improve with their they perimeter defense. Right now, Malik Beasley is just not cutting the mustard. Okay, he has to elevate on his on his part. And if you have elite Young guards, you could beat the Milwaukee Bucks in, 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 in any game in the regular season and in the postseason. They have a lot of them out there in the NBA. Yeah, I mean, we like to tell these kinds of stories, usually from, from an outcome really that's already happened. This game is not going to determine whether the Bucks beat the Philadelphia 76ers in the second round of the playoffs. They have a lot of structural issues to deal with, but a lot of their indicators are trending the right way. But I want to see those next two games. I'm with Brian. This is a rivalry. And it's awesome for the sport that two Midwestern small markets are going at each other like this with this fury. I love it. It's great for the game. Brian, will this make an impact these next two games on, on your ruling? 
Are there any secret tunnels in Pfizer for Malika? You know that arena. We gotta we gotta find that out because that's going to be important for the upcoming playoff series. Um, both of these teams, it's way way too easy to get to get a good shot. You make one cut and one pass, and it's an easy shot for the other team. Neither of them are playing defense the way they need to play to be serious contenders. Really, what they need to work on is themselves. But I'm definitely looking forward to that New Year's Day and first week of the year because I think both of those, I think we could see 150 to 140 game mm. between these mm. two teams. January 1st, January 3rd, that's the next time we get to see these two teams go head to head. I kind of don't want to give up the gavel. I like it a little bit. Next time I'm going to have so, to go with the powdered wig. So was too. this a mistrial? No, no, Zach. Zach is the winner. Is that how it works? I did. I work won. On it. Still to come on NBA Today. What's next for the Golden State Warriors now that Draymond Green is suspended indefinitely? We head out to shoot around to check in on the state of the dubs. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Green runs over Nurkic. Ooh, oh, man. Nurkic is down in a heap. They're going to take a look at this. The foul's been upgraded to a flagrant foul penalty, too. As you know, I'm not one to apologize for things I meant to do, but I do apologize to you, sir, because I didn't intend to hit him. What's going on with him? I don't know. Personally, I feel like that brother needs help. I sell calls with my arms. Draymond's still a hell of a player. If we're going to be a, a really good team, we, we need him. So that entire incident resulted in Draymond Green being suspended indefinitely by the NBA. So we're joined now by our Warriors reporter, Kendra Andrews. Kendra, you were at shoot-around this morning. You heard the general manager, Mike Dunleavy, speak about this incident for the first time. But how is this reverberating around the Warriors organization? Yeah, Malika, there's just an overall sense of disappointment, right, at the situation. This is not the first time that they're without Draymond. Just about a month ago, right, he was gone for five games and now at an even more critical part of their season where they're just struggling to stay afloat, Green goes and does something that gets him suspended indefinitely. The Warriors have been trying so hard to get the message through to him that we need you out on the court. Uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. even said his opponent 
ability has been great. His availability has been the issue. But the Warriors, are, they're getting to a spot where it's just what can we do to make sure that he stays out there? That's part of what this indefinite suspension is about. Yeah. But there's definitely some disappointment and frustration right now. So we're going to see the Warriors face off against the Los Angeles Clippers in, in just a couple of hours here, Kendra. What are the Warriors going to, to do? What decisions do they need to make in Draymond Green's absence to, to right this ship? Right. Well, the number one question is who's going to start for him. You can look to a guy like Jonathan Kaminga to take on some of those minutes. But really, Malik, a big picture, too. Mike Dunleavy Jr. said the next 15 to 20 games are going to be crucial to figure out what this team has to do with their roster. And he didn't say that they wouldn't be open to bringing a new guy in, making a trade at the deadline if the Warriors cannot figure this out. Of course, Draymond's absence, you know, blows this up even bigger. But in general, the Warriors are very open right now to any adjustment both with who they have now and possibly bringing someone in Hmm. to get out of this funk. Kendra, thank you. We're going to see you later at Warriors versus Clippers. But since the Warriors are still sort of adjudicating what decisions they need to make here in order to make up for the absence of Draymond Green, and frankly, even without Draymond Green, as they sit 11th right now outside of that play-in spot, I ask you, Kendrick Perkins, what do you think Golden State needs to do in order to get back to what we've grown accustomed to. Well, it's it's more about trusting the young guys. They have no choice, right? Letting Jonathan Kaminga get extended minutes, play through his mistakes while teaching him at the same time. More minutes for Jonathan Kaminga with Chris Paul on the floor results in good basketball for him, right? Moses Moody getting more extended minutes. And our guy from Santa Clara, you know it take me two years to say pods. Yeah, yeah. Just pods. They call them pods. Pods, yeah. Get pods in there too. You gotta go, you gotta go young. You gotta be able to keep up. You gotta get some guys that are gonna play selfless basketball with energy and lose themselves into the team. That's what you want. Guys with energy. You drafted these guys in the lottery, two of them, Kaminga and Moses Moosley. Moses. <laughs> Get them in oh, there. we're not back here, are we? We are there sometimes. Okay. Like, how can the NBA put Pajemski and Moody on the same team and expect us to talk about it with straight faces on this show? Yeah, well, yeah. Look, it's hard. It's hard. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> look, uh, Kaminga, you mentioned Kaminga and Chris Paul. One of the interesting things about the Warriors, they play this unusual style of offense. Steph and Clay run around, and Draymond is really the quarterback as they run around all their screens and stuff, and he's gone. And I think one of the interesting adjustments is, do they have to tweak or scrap portions of that offense and go more traditional pick-and-roll heavy offense? Chris Paul has shown flashes. If you have Kaminga out there as a rim runner and Dario Sarge spacing the floor, that's worked for them. They're going to have to pivot not just in who plays, but how they play. And tra- as for trades, Kendra mentioned trades. Like, it's hard, man. Wiggins has four years left. Draymond's got four years left. Clay is a living legend for that franchise. And then you go down to, like, Looney's $7.5 million salary plus a young guy. What is that? It's like you're trading out of important parts of your team, and you're going to have to attach assets to a lot of those things to get anything in return. It's going to be tough sledding for Mike Dunleavy. What a rookie uh, GM year for him. Yes. Brian? Yeah, this is, this is going to be something interesting to watch with the Warriors the next few games because Steve Kerr had already reached a decision that he was going to change up their lineup. As this happened with Draymond Green the other night in Phoenix, uh, he had benched Klay Thompson for the end stretch of this game. He had gone away from Kevon Looney and Andrew Wiggins to start the second half. He had already been looking at his younger players and looking at opening up the floor because, quite frankly, for much of this season, the Warriors have been a bottom-ten offense. If not for Steph, 
they'd be at the absolute bottom. He's got to figure out a way to generate more offense because he's not getting it from Wiggins and Clay. And so I think you see Steve Kerr roll and the coaching staff roll up their sleeves and start debuting some new options, sort of building off of this op- this situation without Draymond. And so I don't know if you'll see it manifested tonight. It's a They're playing a red-hot team yeah. and the LA Clippers on their home floor. But I definitely think over this uh, next seven to ten games before now in the new year, you're going to see maybe a different-looking Warriors team, but it's not it's not impossible that this could actually be a pivot point. They need Draymond long-term to do anything special, but they could build off of this time. There's talent on this roster. There's smart coaches. There's flexible players. They're not done. Let's see what they do. They have an opportunity, though. I know, you know, tonight against the Clippers, they're red hot. We're going to get into that in a little bit. But they have an opportunity. Three of their next six games, right, against bottom five teams in the league. They play Portland twice. Then they host Washington. Obviously, they also have the Clippers, the Nets, the Celtics during that stretch. But they do have a little bit of an opportunity here. So let's see what Steve Kerr does starting tonight against the Clippers. Still to come, though, on NBA Today. Giannis did something last night we have never seen before. And no, we're not talking about sprinting back to the Paces locker room. Perk's going to show you why his career night was even more impressive than what stats can show. I'll tell you, Golden State lose to the Wizards. They need to trade everybody. Team meeting time. (laughs) We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're watching NBA Today, presented by ESPN Bet. Burke, is it a big man's league? Yeah. Let's go coast to coast. Yeah. Big man edition because they were getting buckets last night. The Lakers, they won in San Antonio. But Anthony Davis and Victor Wembanyama, they battled this one down to the final minute. Zach, who are you more impressed by, AD or Wemby? Got to be Wemby at the, as a rookie in a rotation in chaos, putting up 30. He's a five, He's going to be a five-by-five five threat every night. We'll talk more about that later. That, that three that he went up for at the end, I kind of was rooting for it to go in. That was so much fun to watch. Uh, going to the Eastern Conference now, another big night for Joel Embiid. 41 versus the Pistons. Sorry, Pistons. He's got eight straight with 30 to 10 games. Last night, he had those numbers at half. At per- what? Is he getting enough credit for playing better than his MVP season? He's not because we are, we're, we're, we're starting the narrative that we want to judge him in the postseason, and rightfully so. But think about it. Ben Simmons wanted out of Philly and left. Joel Embiid elevated his game. James Harden wanted out of Philly and left. Joel Embiid elevated and still raising his game to another level. And, of course, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he put up a career-high 64 points against the Pacers. It was also the Bucks' franchise record. And if you like efficiency, I mean, this was the Sistine Chapel, right? Giannis shot 71% from the field, set the all-time NBA record for most points with under 30 shot attempts. But Kendrick Perkins... 
I hear you spy something. Oh, yeah. I'm Kendrick Perkins, better known as Big Perk, and nothing gets past me. Freeze! Just when you thought it did get past me, there I am. I spy a problem. I spy it all. Carry the hell on. That's right. I did spy something last night, Malika. I spied a dominant freak, and I'm not talking about the one in the bedroom. I'm talking about the freak Greek, the Greek freak, Giannis Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee. Listen, most points without a three-point field goal, single game and three-point error since 1979-1980, okay? Giannis Antetokounmpo had a 64-piece last night. Roll the tape. All right, check this out. Little head screen right here, rolling down the lane. It's one, two, three, four, in that order. Spin dunk, no resistance whatsoever. Straight dominance in the paint. Here's the most impressive thing. Freeze! Screen up high. Guess how many dribbles it take for Giannis to get downhill? One! He's probably the only player in the league that could do that. I know he was pissed off about the basketball last night. But he came out last night in great fashion, and Giannis Antetokounmpo did his thing. Something that's never probably been done in league history. Well, no three. Want a little bit more Giannis Antetokounmpo? Do not miss the Bucks on our star-studded Christmas Day lineup here. Giannis and Milwaukee tip it all off against the Knicks at noon Eastern, and you can see the rest of the slate here. Perk, I can't wait for some Christmas Day hoop. <laughs> Me. Too. Coming up on NBA Today, the Suns' big three—they finally debuted last night. And there's still a couple of kinks to work out here. So find out what they will need to do to figure it out. If they're going to contend for a title, that's next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. 50 days after the season started, we got our first look at the Suns' big three of Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker last night. Eight minutes left here in the first quarter is where we're going to pick this up. Bradley Beal gets it in the corner, and then he sinks the jumper. Your first impressions here, Zach? Offensively, they're going to be awesome. They didn't really, you know, kind of cooperate in a lot of two-man stuff last night, but the shooting, the quick decisions, it's all there. It'll come. I think Frank Vogel has to go and look at KD time in Golden State and see what did Steph, Clay, and KD do 
that made all three of those guys successful and be able to make that offense work. The Suns, they certainly showed flashes, right? But remember, this was also the return for Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges coming back to where they spent so much of their career. And they wanted to get their league back, and rightfully so. Well, and they did just that. The Brooklyn Nets hang on to get the win in this one, 116-112. The Suns, they outscored the Nets by 12 in 19 minutes with all three stars on the floor in their debut. They were plus eight in the 11 minutes that were with Book and KD. They struggled in that two-star alignment that involved Bradley Beal as well. So, Brian Windhorst, what was your first impression after seeing the big three in action for the first time here? Yeah, you could tell that they've just had no time together. And I'll just give you one stat that illustrates that. Devin Booker didn't take a shot in the entire first quarter. That hasn't happened since he was driving late model cars and had never been to the state of Arizona before (laughs) back when he was a rookie in 2015. So you can just tell that it was a little bit unusual and he was trying to figure out how to get Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant going. Also, they were missing their there are sort of three and D guys in this game. No Grayson Allen, no Josh Okoji, no Eric Gordon. And late in the game, the, 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 the Nets, who, by the way, have won seven out of nine games quietly. This was a very good win for them. They threw some double teams, and the ball ended up at guys who weren't able to execute. So, look, I remember covering the Miami Heat in 2010, uh, Wade, Bosch, and James. Uh, they needed 20 games before they had anything uh, resembling rhythm, and they really didn't figure it out to the second year. This is the first game Beal, Durant, and Booker have played together. Absolutely. Absolutely going to take some time. The injuries are going to rob them of their early season, uh, any early season momentum, I right. think. We expect it to come together. It's just going to take a little bit of time. Brian Windhorst, thank you so much for your insight here. Hey, tomorrow night we have a huge doubleheader. Will we see LeBron and the Lakers take on Victor Wembanyama and the Spurs at 7.30 Eastern? And then once again, the Suns' big three, they're hosting the Knicks at 10 o'clock Eastern coverage. It begins with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern on ESPN and the app. Coming up. Both teams, they have some issues, the Clippers, the Warriors. But are we ready to say we have more confidence in the Clippers than Golden State? We answer that question in 60 seconds. NBA Today is presented by ESPN Bet, the official sports book of ESPN. It is time for Setting the Pick, brought to you by ESPN Bet, the official sportsbook of ESPN. The Warriors, they're here in Los Angeles to face off against the Clippers, who rattled off five straight wins. Golden State, of course, are going to be without Draymond Green. He serves the first of his indefinite suspension the first game tonight. And we're going to have, they're going to have their hands full defensively with a red-hot Kawhi Leonard, right, who's averaging over 25 on 50, 40, 90 splits over his last 10 games. So, Zach Lowe, I ask you, who do you got in this one? We've seen the Warriors rally during a Draymond suspension game before Game 3 against the Kings last year where they sort of were galvanized by Draymond being absent from that game. Yeah. They won. I just think there's just so much disarray right now, and the Clippers are rolling. Clippers. Clippers. I'm going with Kawhi. You know, on their win streak right now, he's averaging about 28 points. He's back to the Kawhi that we saw in the postseason last uh, season against the Suns. And a healthy Kawhi is a dangerous Kawhi. I'm going with the Clippers. All right. It's not going to even be close. Two are going with the Clippers, but who are you picking? Get the ESPN bet app and get started. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets once they place their first sportsbook bet with ESPN bet. It kind of feels like, and you said it, you can't, you can't 
play around too much with, all right, what are the Clippers doing, not doing? But it feels like in this moment in time, these two teams are heading in opposite directions, right? The Warriors, they've lost 11 of 15. The Clippers, they've won 10 of 13, entering tonight's matchup across the street. So, Zach, I guess I'll start big picture and then go micro. Do you feel like you have more confidence right now in the Clippers making a serious postseason run than the Golden State Warriors? All right, we're going to define serious as you win at least one playoff series. You're in the final four in your conference. That's at least semi-serious. And right now, the answer has to be the Clippers, despite all the health questions that they've had in the past. Kawhi and PG have played every game so far this season. They look really good now that they've changed their rotation, starting Terrence Mann and Zubats are getting some flow. And we had their efficiency numbers up before. Because of Harden and all of our sort of like monitoring who's got the ball and Mm -hmm. how's the offense look, their defense has not gotten a lot of love. They've been defending like all hell in the past two weeks. They're top five defense overall for the season. That's really as important as anything else to their viability as a serious playoff team. And it's just hard. I mean, the Warriors just have too many questions right now to be my answer to this question. They just got to right the ship before we start talking about serious playoff run. Well, I'm going with the Clippers. And if you ask me why I'm going with the better duo, I mean, who is uh, Steph Curry other partner? It used to be Klay Thompson. Wajemski. All right, well, yo, that name. But I'm going with Kawhi. I'm going with Kawhi and PG. And when I look at their roster from top to bottom, the Clippers have a better roster. I mean, you add Daniel Tice, Norman Powell could really be up for a candidate at the end of the year for a sixth man of the year. James Harden has found his niche, and Russell Westbrook has embraced his role. And Big Zubak, he's been doing his thing. So Ty Lue seems like he got the attention of these of, of, of his players, and that's a great thing. I think, you know, if I had to take the two, I'm going with the Clippers. So it all sort of starts tonight. Draymond Green's indefinite suspension. He's serving the first game tonight. Brian, who do you expect to start for Golden State? Mm. I have no idea, and I'm sure that Steve <laughs> Kerr has been working really hard on that over the last 24 hours, and I am very interested to see how this next week goes for the Warriors. Where do you fall on this? I mean, we'll see if he if it's going to be the four holdover starters. Do they stay around That's Steph? I, he wants to give that a shot, so I'll go them plus Pajemski. I'll, I'll, I'll give a shot. Steph Kerr is going to start. Yeah, he'll be, he's in the lineup. <laughs> Thank, know you. Thank you for, yeah. for, for that. probably play a lot. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>